Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm your host, Dr. Don Raffa, and join with me today is my handsome co-host, Mr. Anthony Dana. Hello. Thanks. I compliment you. Thank you. Verbal affirmation. Yes, fireside is blazing bright. Carol, night. <laughs> oh, you made a Christmas song? That song is all over. It's everywhere. Yeah. Donnie Holiday. Donnie Holiday. I hear it all the time. 100% of the time. 75% of the time, <laughs> I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, today's show is about us. About us. Not us, us. But, but us. we're part of these people. I mean, nobody likes labels, but... We are going to dive into our favorite generation, ours, of course. Last time we talked about Gen Z, which, you know, kids are Gen Z, so we like them too. But Gen X is what we're talking about. Right. And I have a lot of quotes, but they're also talking points. Generation X is my second favorite generation. I like the greatest generation, or the World War II generation, is my favorite, but second favorite Okay, it's kind of like the seasons. We have different favorites for seasons, but it's all, everyone's opinion is different, right? Okay. My quote, because you have a lot of good ones, and I just have one quick one. Actually, two, but it's by the same guy, Douglas Copeland, who wrote the book Generation. His quote is, as the expression goes, we spend our youth attaining wealth and our wealth attaining youth. Mm, Very nice. And he also, this one just reminded me of me. There is no shame in impulse. <laughs> What's that have to do with generation? X? It's just a me. It's it's a quote about me. Because uh, you always say I'm impulsive. I always say that. Like every day. I don't. You say wake that up and you go, "Good day. morning." You're impulsive. I don't. Say Good morning, that. impulsive. All day, every day. Every day, seventy-five percent of the time, you say it every time. <laughs> I do not. I don't distort. You say it quite often. I say it sometimes. So, what do you have for generation? All right, so I have a few, all unknown. So I don't know if it's the same unknown or different unknown, but they're unknown. We are the last generation to enjoy a childhood without constant digital distractions. Yeah. Right? Because. Bliss. Well, kind of, right? I think Although, so. listen, I know a lot of people our age that are addicted to Facebook and obsessed with mm-hmm. and on their phone constantly. So I guess it's all relative, right? Yeah. You know how like a lot of older people have told me, well, my grandmother especially, my childhood was terrible and I I love my childhood. And Mm -hmm. I look at other kids and I wonder, are you going to love looking back on you and and say that your childhood was awesome? I I don't know. I somehow doubt it. Yeah, I mean, probably certain aspects of it, but ours was so, we're independent. We had so much imagination and creativity and there was just, it was simple. Mm-hmm. Especially where we grew up, it was really simple. It wasn't obviously in the city or well, it, listen, it was traffic nice, and all that stuff. It was a nice area to grow up. It was. It, you know, saying there's a different story, but, you know. Well, I think it was good as a kid at the time. Like, it probably wouldn't be the same now. Probably not. Yeah, because it was the 80s. It was totally different back then. So we were the latchkey kids learning independence from a young age, mm-hmm. which I value. Yep. Immensely. Yeah, we were by ourselves. I mean, not we personally, but like most Alaskan kids, they have to spend by them no parental guidance. Get three, four hours until their parents get home. Figure out if there's something to heat up. 
or you know, fend for yourself. Yeah, cook okay, or just come alone, lock the door. And we were like a TV generation. Oh, like yeah. TV was just so that was our internet yeah. in, in a sense because we were always watching it. So I so I can kind of relate to kids on the internet quite often because I was always watching TV. So were you scared when you were home? I wasn't. Never. Right. I wasn't. I mean, the only time I was scared was at night when mm-hmm. I'd watch. Yes and no. Sometimes when I was alone, because my mom worked a little, I was like maybe 12 or 13, but like I was watching TV, she was working a swing shift or whatever, and then it'd be like a scary movie. You know? I mean, we locked the doors. I didn't have a dog. I didn't have an alarm system. <laughs> no. We were just home. So we are also the generation that still remembers life before the internet, yet fully embraces its benefits because mm-hmm. we know how to do stuff. You, I, I know how to do a couple things, but yeah, we. I know more than you. Yes, you do. A lot of people well, are. Well, yeah, I wouldn't brag too much about that. A lot of people know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean about technology. Well, yeah, I know a lot about a lot of things, but I mean technology. Okay, so two more. Gen Xers understand the importance of work-life balance and strive to find harmony in both. And we grew up in a time when imagination was our greatest entertainment. That's so I love that one. We had to play with. No, nothing. I played with <laughs> dirt. I played with, um, I played with dirt. The, the clothesline pins. Clothesline and pins. I made them, I, I colored them, them to action figures. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It was awesome. <laughs> my yeah. mom was like, and Six then I'm like, what'd you do with my guys? I got to hang some laundry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think that we can't go back to that, obviously, because now we're in this world of technology and just immersed in it. So we both looked at different talking points on Generation X. And we both came up with the same mm-hmm. perspective that we are rarely discussed in popular media. We're all, often overlooked. The millennials had the highest population on the planet until the, I'm sorry, baby boomers had the highest population on the planet until the millennials just took that over. Mm-hmm. And they're both like, they have a big magnifying glass on them for better, for worse. And we were kind of like the, the middle child. Like the middle child sandwiched in between two big generations. We're Jan Brady. We're Jan Brady. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. We're Jan. Right. Yeah, that was another quote, too. It was like about us being sandwiched in between and also us being the glue. We're the glue that holds We them keep together. them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> them in the workplace? They're just the baby boomers. Yeah. Yeah, baby boomers and millennials. You interpret. Uh, yeah. We can kind of identify with both to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Seriously, because mm-hmm. listen, this is how baby boomers think. I know I've been around them a lot longer than you. And then we can talk to the millennials like, listen, they're old fashioned people. I understand how you feel. All right. Like, yeah, I think the millennials are, are entitled too, but it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you baby boomers. I don't know why. You know what you're describing? What? Family therapy. <laughs> I <laughs> guess so. Yeah. Mediating. So yeah, yeah. We could have parents, baby boomer parents, and <laughs> millennial adult children, right? I think we have a unique blend of skepticism and optimism. I like we're to always think I do with everything. I try to be optimistic. Well, this is what we're talking about ourselves. So I am trying to really not oh. just do a total love letter about us. You know, this whole all the, all podcast, the, all the strengths of us. No, I think our generation is resilient. I think that we let our kids fall. And get back up. We don't necessarily helicopter them, you know, teaching them to be independent and passing on those values. So you had some statistics here about our generation. Yes. So who we are and how we became who we are. So we're saying 1965, 1980, right? Right. And again, I've seen 64, 65, 66. They add dates. Right. 
divorce rates skyrocketed. Um, well, it was accepted. It was starting to be. Yeah. So then now more people were like, yeah, I want to get away from him. <laughs> or, or her. Or her. Yeah. Sure. Right. So new fine family dynamic. A blended family with single parents. And then also women are working, even even the marriages that are staying together, the women are, are in the workforce like never before. Mm-hmm. Um, not just as um, nurses or secretaries. No, they're making bank. Or flight. Or, flighted or they're making more bank than they did back in the 50s, you know, right. the 60s. And they're getting, you know, educated, doing something and with that, you have what's called, you know, we are the last key generation for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to fend for ourselves and take care of ourselves for a few hours. There, there were no daycares. They weren't prominent back then. So if you were lucky, maybe you had an uncle or aunt or grandma can maybe check in on you. But mm-hmm. you had you basically take care of yourself until mom and dad come home between six and seven or eight. Even. Or your siblings. Right. Maybe yeah, well, I, I was lucky in that regard. Mm-hmm. But and so with that, we are also the first generation. Oh, so um, our generation. Just and again, not this means anything, but just for historical look at it. We're, uh, during our generation, we had the crack epidemic, increase in violent crime, and uh, the AIDS uh, epidemic. We're the first generation to grow up post integration after the end of the Jim Crow laws. We lived. Through lives of music videos, grunge music, and hip hop, hip hop, sorry. And we're known to be very rebellious and reluctant to grow up, but when we did, I believe we proved everyone wrong about the stereotypes that we were boxed into. Mm-hmm. What stereotypes are you talking about? Well, the stereotypes that we are disaffected, apathetic, cynical, slackers. Disinfected. Disaffected, sorry. Not disinfected. <laughs> Disinfect. <laughs> We need to be you know, disaffected, like this. We're just uh-huh. apathetic, and we're just like what? Yeah, you know, like to Cynical. be some butthead or uh, right. You know, okay. Well, there was also the Cold War, right? You mentioned that. Well, yeah, it was the end of the Cold War. Well, Russia, it was, well, the whole thing with the it wasn't terrorism yet, but Russia was the enemy. Remember? Well, yeah, but the, I think the whole thought in the seventies, the whole idea of war with them was kind of like, okay, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like if it didn't happen during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. It's probably never going to happen. So there was that the space, the Challenger blew up. So there's, you know, yeah, there's ad- advances with space. So yeah, oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more than just what I mean. If you, I could have done a history report and went on and on and on, I don't want to. Just I just did some bullet points. I think because we're the last key generation, we learned how to work hard and be independent as a result of being unable to rely on our parents, and that's what made us a success adult or, or those who are successful that's a big part of what helped them with their success as an adult whatever level of success you want to look at well economically it was the there's a recession mm-hmm. yeah so we're emerging from that mm-hmm. right yeah well in the 70s yeah i mean with the gas all the stuff with the gas do you remember when you had to take turns take turns if your your license plate had an odd or even number mm-hmm. that's the only day you can go get gas and so you had to really ration it Fresh and the gas, and then also the water or something. I think so. I, I don't remember. I mean, I well, we had a well, so we. So just, we. Okay, <laughs> so we. Yeah, I mean, like we. And, or water your lawn. You couldn't water your lawn. Was it drought? I don't know. You know, like I just remember. As you're talking about it, I don't ever things. remember drinking water a lot at all. Ever. That's we drank Lipton iced tea. Oh, a lot. Oh my gosh, the powder. Yeah, and we Put shook it, it up, and we had like, and we had an old orange juice 
plastic jug. We that was our Lipton iced tea yeah. container, and we just constantly used it for Lipton iced tea. And it was so yeah, good. Too. And once in a while, Kool Aid. Kool Aid, yeah, we milk. did that. Well, of course, milk, milk and <laughs> juice, and soda. Although my mom tried to like curve that because we didn't have soda. Crystal Light became. We didn't have it, but that became a big thing. Yeah, lemonade. Old country time lemonade. We used to have lemonade that would last a long time. For a big family. Hmm. Hmm. So millennials are often defined for their affinity for the internet technology, but we're actually the first generation to grow up with computers and video games at home. Mm-hmm. And we never get credit for that. Yeah. Generation X. Atari and Nintendo. Yep. We knew, we knew how to play games. We're the founders of, of modern Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And we were a big part of the economic recovery in the 1990s because we were in a recession in, I think it was 90 or 91. And then later on, I don't know how we got credit for that, but apparently, oh, I'm trying to remember that. When did, okay, well, okay, sure, we did that. So we're negatively spoken, but we're negatively labeled as rebellious and just, you know, have a disdain for authority, but it actually spurred innovation and disruption of many industries. Like Jeff Bezos, although it's kind of weird to think of him as a disaffected young person leading a, a revolution against traditional retail giants. Now he's just he's one. the richest guy in the world. Is he? He's got to be. Jeff he, Bezos? Yeah, I know he is. I mean, especially this time of year. <laughs> well, because I was just going to say, I just contributed to his Christmas fund. Here's some, here's some notables for who we have. Who we have in our corner. Yeah, this is, this is who we got. <laughs> yeah, these this are. is representing Gen X, yo. For better or for worse, Elon Musk, Larry Page, who is, yes, he is the founder. He either runs Google or is the founder. Some of these people I heard of, but I didn't know exactly what they did. Susan Wojcicki. Wojcicki. CEO of YouTube, uh-huh. Joe Johnny Ive Ivy, or yeah, Johnny Ivy is the senior vice president of industrial design and chief design officer at Apple. Former, I think he was there for a while. And Jay Z, Jay Z, yeah, Jay Z's Gen X. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole. I mean, he's into everything. Mm-hmm. So, interrupting the status quo, pretty good business model. So we grew up in the, we talked about like the analog world, right? Mm-hmm. For the PC. When I was, I think we had a fax machine in the house, mm-hmm. an answering machine and dial up an AOL, right? Mm-hmm. Oh so, God. So slow, right? Mm-hmm. The computer at school, Rutgers was so slow. And like you say here, we had game, we had Nintendo and Atari. So we were the quote unquote gamers, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um. Demand for, what is it? Demand for VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. So our demand for the VHS tapes. So this is what, we, you know, like. What do you mean VHS tapes? Like, because we want we wanted to rent movies. And because renting movies back in, like, the 80s was such a. It was a big thing. Yeah. That's why we have the demand for and watching it whenever you want. Oh, that's Now we have streaming. Was... Now we have a, a Netflix. And that's the brainchild. Right. Yeah. We, started, well, then, we pretty you... much started that idea. Like, yeah, I want to watch whatever I want anytime I want. And then, of course, obviously, the internet with streaming. But Well, no, after that was the uh, DVDs. Yeah, I guess. Um, First idea of watching, that concept. watching on demand. Right. And not having to sit through commercials. Remember those? Yeah. You remember commercials? Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I didn't mind them. Sometimes 
Yeah, you know, I wish. What was a bathroom break? It was always bathroom <laughs> break. Or get some food or snacks. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, so a couple of platforms that we take credit for, MySpace, Twitter, and something called Friendster, which apparently was the inspiration to Facebook. Friendster. Right. Mm-hmm. I have Friendster. <laughs> it's a little creepy, but okay. Many Gen Xers are now taking over. Yeah, we are becoming companies, and, and the culture changes are now highest leadership positions. The political world are now taken over by Gen X. So the question, I guess, is: Are we going to be just like the baby boomers? Because the baby boomers thought a lot of themselves. I mean, every generation thinks a lot of themselves. Mm-hmm. And but then at the end of the day, I think a lot of us can all agree. I think maybe even some baby boomers might even admit to this, that they largely use their power to feed their own self-interest of being more aware of their ability to change the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just, I mean, America and, you know, everything that they touched, it seemed like, I mean, am I right or what? No, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, well, so I don't know if it's just because that stage of life, aging, so that's the late elders, the generation of late elders, boomer, boomer elders. And X were in midlife, millennial rising adults, so, and Homelander youth, according to returning. But I don't know if it's just because of the life developmentally that's the life stage. Okay, I'm not going to be around much longer. I want everything. I want all the marbles. They're supposed to be thinking about their legacy. Legacy, their, their children. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not going to mess up this world because I got kids that are going to come into it. Well, grandkids, grandkids are sure. Maybe, you know, yeah. It's, it's called being accountable, being held accountable. They racked up the national debt. <laughs> uh, they burned record amounts of uh, fossil fuel. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the aerosol cans. Yeah. I mean, so, mm-hmm. but so. We're not blaming anybody, but disclaimer. Some of the companies and culture changes led by the Gen- Generation X, though, so, so far, I guess, can be considered problematic. Most obviously, social interest is affecting, is affecting everybody on an individual level and how we relate to one another and the big, you know, in our politics. And the biggest offender is Facebook right now. Mm-hmm. But, but <laughs> Facebook, yeah, millennial. Ah, what do you mean, Facebook millennial? Zuck, Mark oh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg's a millennial. He's born '84. Oh, that's right. he's not one of us. He's not one of us. It's no. barely no well, a couple years. years. Yeah, exactly. So, according to you know Eric Erickson, he has the stages of development. Mm-hmm. So the boomer generation are supposed to be in generativity versus stagnation, and it's supposed to be making a positive generativity refers to a positive impact and contributing to the world, just raising children. Mentoring others, engaging in meaningful work, stagnation is feeling stuck. I'm pretty sure that's where we are. <laughs> I don't remember where we are. Yeah, age 40 to 65. That is us. Now? Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's where we're supposed to be now as Gen Xers. Okay. Are we doing that? We care about our kids. We care about society. We care about... I can't speak for all of us. But I think for the most part, Gen Xers have. Guiding and nurturing the next generation, raising one's own kids and is a significant way to fulfill this role. Yeah, and sometimes a lot of Gen Xers are raising their kids' kids. They realize their kids can't do it. So they just... Mm-hmm. 
you know? kids, kids like the grandkids. You mean? Yeah, like I'll, I'll raise the, the, your grand, your kids because I'll raise my grandkids. I don't want them with you. Yeah, I guess people our age can be grandparents. Yeah, I, there's well, a, I mean, they are like sixty in their sixties. Yeah, there's a lot of gilfs out there that are Gen Xers. The what? Gilfs. <laughs> Grandparent, I'd like to. Never mind. It could be a grandma or grandpa, so it both. covers both. Both, yeah, both, both grandparents. Isn't that clever? Yeah, it's <laughs> clever. Okay, so integrity versus despair is the final psychosocial state. Reflecting back on your life and thinking if you're happy and what your regret is, kind of like your bucket list, deathbed confessions, things like that. <laughs> you know what? I think there's a lot. Because I, I think the older I've been getting, the more I think about my whole life yeah. and past. And I smile a lot. So that's a good sign. Oh, you smile a lot. <laughs> yeah, I laugh and smile a lot. Like, so if I, mean, I see you smiling, that might be what you're doing. Could be. Okay. Or I'm thinking about the future. I could be smiling. Mm. Thinking about Cheesecake Factory. Not about <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> you're thinking about mm. the woman in your life. I could be. So what was the word we hear yesterday? It was the 7.9 billion people on Earth. Remember? Oh, yes. We, we were at a wedding last <laughs> night. We were at a wedding last night. And the I guess he was the officiant slash MC entertainer. And he was talking about... Wow. He looked like Ben Stein. He did. Statistically, finding one another, you know, is like a difficult death. I never thought, I don't know what the statistics are, but it sounded nice in the delivery. I love the venue. I forget what it's called. The venue was beautiful. I like how you... Very rustic. It was chic rustic. Chic. It's rustic chic. Do you mm. like the s'mores? Yes. I like the heat lamps. I know you did. The heat lamp, I, want, I, want, I want one now. I have my little fire pit that I want one. I used to have one, but it was way too big. It was like a furnace. <laughs> it was so hot. You know? So I have you, a game. you have a game for me this time. I do. I'm very excited to present you with a game. Okay. On the fly that I'm like, hey, let's do a game. And then here we go. So I'm going to say two people, the celebrities, and you have to tell me which one of these individuals is a Gen Xer. Okay. The other one might either be... I didn't do tricks. I didn't do any, like they're both Gen Xers. Okay. The other one could be a millennial or baby boomer? Yeah. I didn't do like a Gen Z. Okay. Obvious. Well, yeah. There there might be a couple tricky ones. Okay. They're like... Ah. All right. So John Stamos or Jennifer Aniston? Ooh, I, um, definitely Aniston. I think Stamos might barely be a boomer. He's 1963. Ah, right. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston was 1969. Okay, I figure. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right. That's one. I'm one. One for five. Right. So we got. I got, I got to get three out of five for your prize. Yes. Okay. Sure. All right. Mariah Carey mm-hmm. or Joan Jett? I, I just really good at popcorn. It's definitely Mariah Carey because Joan Jett, when she was famous, <laughs> it was like 82 or 83. And she was like, she's been in it for a while. Like she wasn't a spring chicken. So she's definitely she a boomer. I think she's a boomer. Yeah. Let me just, I didn't write down her. And Mariah, I think she hit it big in like 1990 and she was very young. So mm-hmm. she, like, I was 19 in 1990, so she, she was probably around my age. Yeah, she was just in concert, my friend told me. Oh, yeah? I guess in Philadelphia, she's a diva. Yes, she's so, a, she's a so. diva. Yeah. But they're always divas. They like to think that they're not. Like, apparently she stopped the show in the middle of the show for hair and makeup. 
Hey, right, yeah. Like a touch-up. Okay. What? In the middle of a song? Yes. Wait. <laughs> I think so. In the so. middle of a song. I believe so. I would have been like, I'm finishing this song, and then I'm going <laughs> to go back to makeup, y'all, and I'll be right back. Yeah, I don't know. Was that This is the telephone game. This is what I heard. Wow. Okay. That doesn't so, surprise me. Yeah, I don't like her. So 1969 is Mariah Carey. Okay. Joan Jett, 1958. Ooh. Are you ready? She loves she rock does. and roll. She does. She, I think she's still alive. Remember we did Live or Dead? That was a fun game. Yes, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive, Alive or Dead. Dead or Alive sounds Dead good. or Alive. You know what song they say. I do. I spin you, spin me right around. Here I go. She's alive. All right. Ready for third? Let's go. Two for two. Two for two. Jennifer Lopez or Dolly Parton? Ooh. Wow. I see what you did there. You did. You saw the connection. You saw, no, I saw. Huh? You see there's a connection. <laughs> is there a connection? Oh, there is? Well, depending on what kind of man you are, you like one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! I wasn't. Even yeah, trying. I thought that's what you were going for. Oh, that's hilarious! Because you could have just had like you know two <laughs> buxom ladies or or two ladies that were that was totally so yeah conscious of me. So you know, wow. Okay, so so T Ray, <sighs> T Ray, which one? Speaking of Dolly Parton, <laughs> that's nice. Wait, never mind. No. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. Oh, that's easy. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, come on. I Dolly, Dolly's old as dirt. She's 77. Yes. You see, God, yeah. She, she must be the greatest general. No, she's not. She's a boomer. Though. 1946. Is she, isn't she? Is it ironic that she's a boomer? So Jennifer Lopez is also 1969, along with Mariah Carey and Jennifer. So, mm-hmm. All right. Might want to get off that year. Okay. okay. Jason Bateman. And I wanted to do this. Are you going to like Jason Bateman or Charlie Chapman? Are you like, come on. Like, <laughs> no. Jason Bateman's a, a Gen Xer. Who, who do you have against them? Is, is it like, wait, let me guess. Can I guess it? Is it like uh, Leave it to Beaver or like one TV show from the 70s or Greg no. Brady? Is it you know, Danny Partridge? No. <laughs> John no. Cassidy? Jason Kelsey. Who the hell's that? He's your eagle guy. He's an eagle. You just watch this. Show. Oh, the football player. Football player. Oh Jason. no, he yeah, he's definitely a millennial. Yeah, he still plays football. <laughs> Do you know any Gen Xers that play yes. football? Right? Who? Tom Brady did. No, no, he doesn't anymore. He did. He was barely, and he was like a young Gen Xer. Yeah, I know. He, he was, was like, what, what year was? Go, go okay. What, what, what? How old is he now? Forty-five. Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, when I saw him, he was. Because right now, the oldest, he's 46. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And he's the exception to the rule. He was 77. Born in 77. 77. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know who I wanted to put, but he, they were both actually Gen Xers, barely. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa. Do you know him? Remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Game of Jason's. Thrones. That would yeah. be good. This guy, but he was 1979, so he was actually right on the cusp. Of he, he's he's technically one of us, too. He's one of us. Hey, he's, we got him, too. I like how we look. And you know what I was just thinking about? We have, like, a, it's taking a look at, like, okay, so looking at the greatest of all time. So, in my mind, greatest basketball player of all time. Born in 63. You can't claim him. Okay. We have Tiger Woods, who was born in the 70s. We have Eminem, born in 73. Greatest rapper of all time. Greatest 
well, arguably one of the greatest golf. Yeah. You know. Tennis player. No, no, the greatest tennis player of all time is Joe. Oh, we got Agassi and Sarah. I mean, they're there. What about pickleball? Uh, what, what about pickleball? I, I hate pickleball. I swear, <laughs> I, I swear to God, and I hate everybody but you who I plays think it. That, oh. So there, apparently, the professional pickleball is really cool to watch. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, because it's nothing like how we play. Professional they, anything is way yeah, better. I think that they play, you know, like. Yeah, they, they. You're not supposed to be slamming necessarily yeah. in people's faces. And, is there one more? One more. I'll be, per, I'll be five for five. Here we go. This is tricky. Okay. Okay. Natalie Portman or Kate Hudson? Ooh. Pretty ladies. This is ladies Natalie ladies. Portman was in The Professional, and that was in 1991, and she was like a little kid. And who? Kate Hudson? Yeah, she's Goldie Hawn's daughter, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to say Natalie Portman's the next year. Kate Hudson just moved. Other way around. Really? When was Natalie Super Portman close. born? 1981. Oh God! That's why I picked 1981? Because <sighs> like I came up with the idea with Jason. Yeah, so Kate like, Hudson. And how old? And Kate Hudson was what? 79. Yeah, that was a good one. I had to bet on purpose. That was a good one. I wanted to trip you up. Well, oh, I saw that Jason Momoa was so close. I'm like, oh, I wonder. Oh, that's what I'll do. I'm gonna get. Yeah. Close, 1981. Okay. Or so that four. was good. All right, four. I like your reasoning. I just remember that movie. I don't really know many Kate Hudson movies or, you know, I, I know, I mean. She did like comedies. No, she did, yeah. And, and, oh yeah, How to how to Lose a Guy or something. She did something with Matthew McConaughey, right? I like to drive. What did he say in the Lincoln commercial? I just like it. I like to drive. I just like it. Drive a, drive a Lincoln. Because <laughs> I, so I recently hit a deer and I got a. Right by running deer. Right by running deer golf course, ironically enough. Watch out, everybody. So they're out there and they're, they're crazy and they're just running right in front of you. They don't give you care. And so I, while my car was in the body shop, I, I got a, you know, rent a car enterprise and it was a Lincoln. It so was a nice car. every time I drove my Lincoln, <laughs> I talked to Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and I'm like, this is how he feels when he gets. And then we saw the, the SNL skits. Yeah. And, then and I, the actual Jim Carrey. We saw, the, we saw Jim Carrey imitate Matthew McConaughey, who does a really good job. Good job. And then we saw the actual commercials. And his rationale for liking Lincoln was, I like it. He just likes it. He just don't like it. I just like it, man. That's all. I'm going to start saying And by, and by, yo, by, I like, you know what my rationale is why I go to Inner Balance? Because I, I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> But can we get Matt McConaughey to endorse Inner Balance? So we did the new thing. I go to Inner Balance. <laughs> when I have issues I can't really talk about to my wife. So I go to Inner Balance. I've been going to Inner Balance for years now. Nobody knows because they're really good at keeping you private, not private. They don't want to lose their list. Fine. Where you're coming to see them. Get them in the back door. Yeah. Sneak them in right before uh, office hours. Talk about. Confident. Talk about this is this book was good. It was, I love I love this book. I love it. Bumper sticker. So I'm gonna email him and see if he'll enjoy it. And you need, and and it's very simple, Matt. Just I like it. So what state is he in? Is he in Texas? Uh, living. He's probably living in Texas. I think yeah. that's where he was. He landed. He was born there, and then right. and then, he was and in then a lot of people are leaving California, Texas. I can see why. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, people know Cal- leave California for Rhode Island anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. California ain't what it used to be. Ain't what it used to be. <laughs> ain't what it used to be. You know, the old gray old fox. Gray now it's the mayor. Oh. And I was the old gray mayor. He ain't what you used to I thought it was old gray fox. You know a different song? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Am I misremembering it? I No, you might be right. Maybe I'm wrong. There was a mayor. I remember thinking, what's a mayor? Back check. Now I know what a mayor is. No, I know what you mean. I just want to see which one <laughs> oh, it is in the song. God, we can't not, we can't wonder. That's one thing we can't do. We can't wait to the next episode because Lord knows when that's going to happen. It's been a long time, everybody. Yeah, it's been tough to record. We've been really busy, especially during the holidays. So we want to shout out happy holidays to everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Happy Christmas. You know what the best Christmas movie is? Die Hard. Well, it is, but remember my vote on that? The Rudolph Reindeer. It was a holiday, <laughs> it was a CBS special. It was 30 minutes at the Christmas party. <laughs> yes. That was Here's too much. The, my sister. Yeah. She doesn't like it. Well, listen, do you remember? So as a kid, it felt like a movie. 30 minutes. So, no, I, as a kid, it was a TV show. <laughs> I felt like I watched, trust me, I watched way more TV than you. And, I'm, I, I, and I just know I had to have because I know me. You know, time was measured in 30-minute intervals because there was the show and then a commercial and there's like we had 30, you know, everything was 30 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. This is Matthew McConaughey <laughs> for In a Balance. And you <laughs> go there and talk to somebody about what's eating at you and you feel a lot better when you walk out of there and you go to Cross Street of Lemons, a big state. Wear your boots. Wear your your cowboy boots and drop off on your leg. All right. (laughs) Get two for the first time. We're punchy. This is late. Late, late, late. Okay. As always, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Email us if you have any questions at info at innerbalancepsychology.com. If you know Matthew McConaughey, send him our way. All right, all right, all right. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance.